0: Okay, Haley Joel Osment's face is way too small for his head. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> I just want to go ahead and cover that. It's out of the way. Taken care of. We don't have to mention it again. Never I just, again. I just wanted to say that. And now we are free to welcome you guys to this week's installment <laughs> of Dead and Lovely. Uh-huh. Your absolute favorite horror movie review podcast. That is true. In all the land, here with the with and most, I am... Uncle Ben. Who's that over there?
1: Oh, this is me, Dollywood Steve.
0: Dollywood. Howdy, y'all. Steve Sproul. Oh, howdy, Woo. y'all. I'm making movies here
1: in Dollywood.
0: <laughs> you look like you've been kissing that steam train. I have. Aw. <laughs> that's a little smooch on that steam train. Yeah, well,
1: it did a good job.
0: Man, I'd like to know, that's a, that's a question for our Facebook group, for all you guys that are listening. Please share your personal favorite Dollywood experiences <laughs> with us. I would love to hear them. I'm going to gather y'all's. And then on a future episode, we'll have a talk about our own favorite Dollywood. Oh, man. Or maybe not favorite, but at least most memorable I got Dollywood. a couple
1: loaded in the chamber already. Oh, my God. Sick. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> on the Facebook group on uh, Dead and Lovely, yeah, be sure to share your favorite Dollywood We're, we're becoming very local. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
1: extremely. A lot of our listeners are like, "What the fuck is Dollywood?"
0: Other people want to expand. Nah, man.
1: No, man. We're Expanded contracting. For suckers, dude. Getting real dude. small. Yeah. You guys remember local commercials? <laughs>
0: Lone Star Star Chevrolet. Uh huh.
1: Mock Hat Maker Jim Cogda.
0: <laughs> Jim Cogda. <Cardone>. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that everybody listening is just rolling right now about that. I guarantee
1: Brandon Wood might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The locals absolutely yeah. will be.
0: <laughs> How you been doing this week, Steve? Um, I've been doing pretty great. What you been doing? Uh not a
1: whole lot. Sad. I've been riding my ass off. Yeah. Yeah, I um been working on this camp slasher Ooh. for a while. I finally figured it out. Is finally it the one that
0: uh, that we have put yeah. together?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Finally figured it out. So basically the the way that it that it finally made sense to me is uh it uh it'll be a slasher from the pov of the victim okay so not i'm not talking about a slasher where we see a bunch of people getting killed from their own pov but there's one in particular victim who is at the center of everything and we we get pov shots from her uh perspective yeah to uh i don't know i i wanted to sort of reverse some of that uh that you see in like um sleepaway camp, where you get a lot of oh, it's you. Oh, it's you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wanted to use that, though. You know, because we get the perspective, the oh, it's you. I want to use that a little differently. I don't want it to be Mm. like, oh, it's you, the killer. And I I don't want the killer to be hidden, really. I want it to be pretty clear from that person's perspective who the killer is, but
0: everyone else is confused. The old reverse Argento. A reverse Argento, yeah. I like that. I,
1: I don't know. I don't... Uh no if I've seen it done that way. I'm definitely gonna try it. I'm
0: excited to find out more. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, Me man. Too. In addition to writing, you've been watching anything cool?
1: Yeah, I've been watching a lot of cool stuff. I started uh, uh Santa Clarita Diet.
0: On the Netflix.
1: On the Netflix. My wife and I watched it all in two days.
0: Holy shit. It's awesome, isn't it?
1: It's really funny.
0: I uh Kate and I watched that, you know, I guess last year, whenever it came out. I think we just got a second season that just came out. We've not watched it yet. Mm-hmm but whenever it came out, Kate was like, "Do you want to watch this?" And I was like, uh... I really don't like Drew Barrymore at all." Okay, never have. Is don't it because like because she talks out of the side of her. It's face? exactly because she talks out of the side of her mm-hmm. face. So I've just Cellar never door. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So I've never, never been a big fan. So I was really skeptical about mm-hmm. that show going into it, but. Sat down and watched the first episode, and I was like, oh no, this is fucking great. It's hilarious, mm-hmm. and it really, really gory. And she's awesome in it. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. awesome in it, dude. So, yeah, it was a pleasant surprise. You liked it?
1: Yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, Timothy Oliphant's hilarious. Yeah. Really good. It's a really good show. Uh, true or false? Did me. You dislike Drew Barrymore because you're mad at her for being an alcoholic as a child. <sighs> you blame her.
0: Is that what turned her mouth sideways?
1: Yeah, it is. She was doing <laughs> a lot of Tennessee side-sipping.
0: Little <laughs> 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 Tennessee side-sipping, uh-huh. say. Yeah. Look out.
1: <laughs> Bless her heart. Bless her heart. Anyway, I, I uh, never had a problem with Drew Barrymore, but my wife also dislikes. Okay,
0: good. good. She has a
1: lot of problems with people... Uh, Side talking mm-hmm. or anybody with a crossbite. For some reason she's mad at them. It's
0: a crossbite.
1: It's where like it's it's not um ah, not yeah. an underbite or overbite, but it's kinda yeah, just off to, to the, the side. side. Yeah. There's she that She really guy, hates Mimi
0: Rogers. Mimi Rogers. I don't know her by name. She um
1: she was married to Tom Cruise at one point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh she's in the X-Files.
0: There's that guy that who's like the uh, the big Coke dealer in True Ro- True Romance. Uh-huh. He's got an extreme side bite. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that guy who's in um, Thank You for Smoking mm-hmm. and a lot of other stuff. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? He's also a side biter too, but she yeah. hates him.
1: I don't know what it is. Like she just has because I it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, but she just has this extreme dislike. I don't know why. She also only has pretty friends. Okay, hey, so if you're I'm her flattered. friend, I'm flattered. <laughs> she thinks you're attractive. If she doesn't uh, like you, she probably thinks you're unattractive. <laughs> It's a weird thing in her head. Life's she's, too
0: short for ugly people.
1: She's got a lot of friends, though, so she obviously likes a lot of people. But, That's man, good. don't be ugly near my watch.
0: <laughs> Just don't be ugly around her. All <laughs> pro move.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, but Santa Claire to diet, Pretty great. I also watched a show called Requiem.
0: Requiem. I don't know what that is.
1: It is um, sort of uh horror-ish mystery Okay. Uh, with a cult.
0: Oh, I like it already.
1: Uh-huh. And it's uh, set in Wales.
0: Wales. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: Yeah, in a town that has a million consonants. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Indecipherable.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is
0: it but, good? Is it, like, scary? It's
1: really good, yeah. It, it has a, a real good, like... Hmm. I, I would call it semi, like... Kind of... A little bit Argento-ish. Okay. A little bit, but... No... Not really in the, the style... The visual style, but... Uh, you know, it, it's, it's got this it's weirdness It's got spaghetti Yeah, it's got a lot of spaghetti, meatballs, <laughs> a marinara. Yeah, yeah, the eggplant
0: yeah. of Parmesan.
1: <laughs> the bread steaks never ending. It's time
0: to make the pizza. <laughs> they just it, built an Olive Garden in Morristown, yeah. dude.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that's good, because that means uh, the morons from Morristown who go to Olive Garden and Knoxville will now just go... Yeah, it's it's real. Um, keep them there. Yeah, okay. uh, you know what? That's exactly. It. We should build a wall <laughs> around <Morse> Knoxville. Town. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep them out. <laughs> no, nah, it's uh, I, that's a disgusting place. And <laughs> it's true. Rednecks love it. It's a they go scum there crazy. Villainy. Also, have you ever had um, gondolier?
0: No, I never have.
1: Don't. It's it's the most <laughs> like. Flavorless uh, oh, Italian man. food you'll ever have. It really does taste like the their sauce tastes like uh, tomato soup from a can.
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: Yeah, and the 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 uh, pasta is always overcooked, uh, like mushy. This
0: sounds like hell on earth. And rednecks fucking love it. That it- place is filled. An overcooked noodle is something I will oh, not no. tolerate. I will not. I, saw, I will not abide. I sir. shan't tolerate. <laughs> I'll have to watch that requiem. That sounds kind of cool, man.
1: It is cool. It's um, but yeah, it's it's uh, giallo features to it, and definitely, uh, fun like, um, you know, haunting atmosphere that okay. really sticks with you. That
0: sounds cool, man. Yeah. You watch any flicks or anything?
1: Um, I did. I watched. Uh, I watched uh, a Quiet Place. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um and everybody's loving it.
0: I've been hearing a lot of hype about it. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people had a really really Go doing check it out. It's it's I a fun I think I'll see it next week with Josh.
1: Oh good. Yeah. It's a fun experience in the theater Yeah, cuz it's so quiet. That's like, what I've heard it's so weird it's like how quiet it is. Yeah. Quiet. But like I didn't I didn't love it. Yeah. I I I mean cuz all the scares are jump scares. Like okay. that's that's what that's it all leads it, up to like Yeah. And then like <laughs> It's produced by Michael Bay, so of course... Oh, no. When a lamp falls over, it sounds like a car crash. <laughs> like, it goes from absolute quiet to... <laughs> like, what the hell, dude? Yeah. It was a lamp. Come on. Yeah. Anyway. Uh,
0: what part does Megan Fox play in it?
1: <laughs> she plays the weird toes.
0: Oh, the toe yeah. thumb.
1: Yeah, she's got old toe thumbs. and
0: Who, who plays the giant robots in the movie?
1: <laughs> They're actually um, uh, creatures that... Uh, can hear really well okay Uh, okay here don't spoil it for me though i'm not gonna spoil it for you but and anybody could easily disagree with me here but i am pretty sure that a quiet place is a conservative allegory about pc monsters coming to take away our freedom to speak
0: really
1: yeah and it it kind of was stuck in my head through the whole thing like everything was lining up and making that be what it was so I couldn't enjoy it I was like really? like the only women in it are uh, pregnant dead or deaf what? and they're all like like the women don't really have any use and then there are two different scenes where a white man finally lets out his rage with a yell (laughs) yeah like it would have been amazing if they'd just gone Trump (laughs) I think Krasinski is a secret conservative.
0: I've got to I'm going to watch it with that in mind yeah. cuz that sounds really It's weird, man cuz strange, I, yeah.
1: It was strange like the whole time to me cuz it just kept lining up. Everything kept lining up. It kept being like okay, so that's what this is about. Yeah. And it's it's about reestablishing that men are dominant and women need to be protected. I don't know. It's all ridiculous. I, I I mean, again though, it does it does have uh, that that quietness I've heard You're Emily Blunt's is,
0: really good in it.
1: Yeah, she is. Ah, uh, man. I don't want to spoil it for yeah, you. Yeah, okay. I we'll, was going to mention something particular that really set me off. It's right at the end.
0: We'll talk about it more after I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. That'll check, also be a couple weeks after the movie yeah, has come yeah. out. So that way we can get real spoilery about but it. But
1: I did have a good time because I was with my my wife and my friend Brian. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we had a fun time and we all kind of agreed it was... A little hokey with yeah. all the jump scares, but we also agreed it is a cool concept. And there was there was good acting and and really well shot movie.
0: It sounds sure. unique at least.
1: It is. It's unique. It's you worth know? seeing in the theater. I think.
0: Well, I uh I have been so fucking busy this week. Uh-huh. It, it has been absolutely insane, like ridiculous, insane in the membrane, mm-hmm. crazy insane. Got no brain. Exactly. Like oh that. okay. Yeah, no, I've heard about that. So I've not had a whole lot of time to watch much of anything, but. In the few moments that I've had of, of peace and tranquility, mm-hmm. we just started watching the second season of Series of Unfortunate Events oh, okay. on Netflix. Did you ever watch the first one? I have not. I uh, I saw the movie back in the day. It's The movie is not very good. No. This series is very good. Mm, okay. It's very, very good, man. Everybody Neil Patrick Pokes? Harris? Dude, Neil Patrick Harris is a treasure in it. Mm-hmm. He is so fucking awesome because the character he plays um gets Count to Nola? yeah he gets uh-huh. to assume a bunch of different identities yeah. and stuff so he's basically constantly playing the same character doing shitty impressions of other people that's fun and it's great i mean mm-hmm. he's he's seriously fucking fantastic he sings the, the intro song and stuff too the visual look of the movie or of the series is so good and just like very edward gory very very oh, okay. very gory awesome Uh, just everything is just like bleak and drab and like shitty and depressing, but like in a funny, charming way too, you know, (laughs) definitely worth a watch. I really enjoyed it. I think the second season is actually even better than the first one. Cool. And the kid actors are great. And his whole like kind of all of his like band of like henchmen and stuff that he has with him are hysterical and super well cast and stuff too. I really, really, really recommend watching it.
1: Wait, are Bebop and Rocksteady his henchmen?
0: Yeah. Rocksteady and Bebop. That
1: would be awesome.
0: I'd be very okay with that. (laughs) If there was a
1: a series of unfortunate events, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd watch that. A series of unfortunate teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think that's probably how every uh, high school teacher feels about about their life. Yeah. I've dealt with a series of unfortunate teenagers.
0: (laughs) Well, the main topic of our show today is we're going to be talking about Kevin Smith's Tusk, and this is also, if I'm not mistaken, around a one-year anniversary of this show.
1: It's a one-year anniversary, my man. It's episode
0: 53. Look at that. Mm -hmm. They said we'd never make it.
1: Looks like we've made it. (laughs) Look how far we've come now, baby. and now we're
0: the tag team fucking podcast champs. Now. And forever. Got the belts. We're wearing them right now. One-time winners. No-time losers.
1: No-time losers. We're going to retire the champs. Chumps. Chumps. Uh Chomps.
0: Uh, So it just seems appropriate that our one year anniversary of doing this podcast should be a movie that is at its core about podcasting and whose Mm -hmm. origin finds itself in a podcast. Um, I've been a gigantic Kevin Smith fan for a really long time, ever since old Brandon Suttles Mm -hmm. um, started watching flicks with us in our college days and introduced us to like clerks and mall rats and all that kind of stuff. I've been a big Kevin Smith fan ever since, and then whenever I watched like the the Evening with Kevin Smith stuff, uh-huh. it's when I was like, "Oh, this guy's fucking awesome." And then getting into his podcast and stuff like that, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, I just kind of became like a gigantic fan. We've we've seen him live a couple times, uh-huh. driven to like Ohio for like the Red State mm-hmm. debut and stuff, which was a really fun, awesome experience. I know you don't like that movie, but it was really, really fun yeah. doing that. Just a big old Kevin Smith fan, so I always kind of have a soft spot in my heart for anything that he does, uh, except yoga Hosers, which is really, really, really bad. <laughs> Are you a big Kevin Smith guy? Uh, yeah. I mean,
1: I I saw uh, Clerks and I don't know around when it came out. Yeah. It was uh, it was definitely one of the catalysts for me wanting to be a film filmmaker because yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, like <laughs> this. I'm not. I don't mean this in a negative way, yeah. but. A, a bunch of idiots can get together and make a movie, yeah. No, like, I mean,
0: dude, it's like that's that's basically his whole story of why he made clerks. Yeah. It's like he watched uh Link Letters, uh, Slackers, uh huh. And I'm just like, oh, he's like, you can just make a movie that's yep. about your friends and stuff that you do. He's like, anybody can do this,
1: yeah. It's it's awesome. So, like, yeah, I've seen all of his movies for sure. It's your favorite. Uh, I haven't seen Yoga Hosers, so
0: <laughs> that's probably not going to be your favorite,
1: not going to be my favorite. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I go back and watch them, and I don't, I don't like them as much yeah. now. Some of them. But I really liked Small Rats when it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a huge fan of that. Um, I would say now, though, my favorite, just looking back on it, it probably is the first Clerk. Yeah, Clerks is fucking. Awesome. Even though it, I still like, it's so flawed, and there's oh, so many dude, problems with yeah.
0: it. Acting's horrible it's in it. Terrible. There's like yeah. no camera work whatsoever. No,
1: but yeah, but it's still, I don't know, it's still, it, it. It has a soft spot in my heart because yeah. it made me realize I could make movies.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I still, I still love Clerks. For me, it's between, it's really between Clerks and Jay and Bob Straight Back. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Jay and Bob is that was insane. Dude, it's just it's so funny. dumb. Like, yeah. it is a fucking stupid, yeah. stupid movie. It's basically like a raunchy Looney Tunes cartoon live action.
1: That was, I think, it was the last one of his I saw in the theater.
0: I never saw that one in the theater. Now that I think yeah. about it, but that's one of those ones, dude. That is just like it's so dumb and so fun that yeah. that's always one of my like if i have uh-huh. a cold or something like this and i'm laid yeah. up on the couch i'm definitely watching that okay it's just a good anytime like i just want to be happy and have fun yeah i'll watch it a million times in a row movies
1: i still like dogma a lot too. yeah dogma is fantastic Dogma's man yeah. chasing
0: amy is fucking awesome it
1: is jersey girl your favorite
0: not so much
1: i've only seen that once I didn't know why everybody hated it.
0: I, I mean, that's the thing, dude. It was like, eh, whatever, it's fine. It's kind of like, and I don't know, this probably isn't really that fair of a comparison, but it's kind of like how everybody just loves fucking hating Nickelback. And it's like, yeah, I hate Nickelback, dude. But come off it, dude. There's way fucking much worse stuff oh, yeah. to listen to.
1: Way worse. Way.
0: I mean, it's like at and least And more
1: popular stuff. There's yeah. stuff that's more popular. Like mumble
0: rap? Are you uh-huh. fucking kidding me? <laughs> Most give me that. Give me the Nickelback, dude. Give me the Nickelback.
1: Give me the Nickel. They play oh, instruments. Oh man, what if somebody did a mumble rap over Nickelback?
0: Uh, oh man.
1: Mumbleback. I, I want. I want to call it <sighs> mumble oh, or. Uh, Xanax back how about that <laughs> yeah that Xanax works. back
0: dude but I do love a Kevin Smith and the, the cool thing about this movie is it has its origins in podcasting yeah. and really the Kevin Smith stuff is what got me into podcasting I like to spend a little bit of time before we start talking about this movie to kind of cover what got us into listening it to okay. podcasts and some of our favorite yeah. shows and ultimately what led us to to doing this so myself like I'd say probably about I don't know, seven or six or seven, maybe uh-huh. years or so ago. Yeah. I didn't know what a podcast was. Like, Yeah. I had an no, iPod. I understand that. This is, <laughs> I yeah, it's the... like, this is before I had an iPhone. I still
1: get, like, people, I like, tell them I have a podcast, and they're just like, what's a podcast? I know. Right? Yeah. I
0: still talk to so many people yeah. that don't know what it is. Yeah.
1: My father-in-law is still confused as to how, like, he's, he's like, so people just listen to you while you talk? Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's turn it tune in this particular time. No, you can listen to it whenever.
0: Yeah, anytime you Why? want.
1: Why? <laughs> <laughs> I and hope
0: nobody else starts wondering that too. Yeah, the industry could just collapse. <laughs> but like, I started listening to him because um, Kate got into him before I did. Yeah, my, my wife. Your wife. And I think the first one that I really remember her like listening to, listening to, and I would just like you know come home and she'd be listening to something uh and i'd be like what the fuck are you listening to the first one i remember i'm sure it's not the first one she got into but it was um a show called blowhard
1: okay which uh,
0: you know small town gay bar that movie mm-hmm. is directed by malcolm ingram okay it was his show that he had on um kevin smith's podcast network oh okay and it was him and he'd have other people on there he'd have kevin smith and all kinds of other folks and he's just basically a big a, a big fat gay man. He's well, that big sounds old, fun. He's a big old bear. <laughs> and he would just get on there, and he had like a female co-host for a lot of it. And dude, they would just tell the raunchiest, filthiest stories yeah. I've ever heard in my that's life. That's
1: one of the things I immediately sort of loved about podcasting. Was There's no limits. No limits. It's, just say whatever you
0: want. And that's kind of the thing. It's like... That was the first show that I ever really remember listening to, even though it was just kind of secondhand listening. Mm. But it kind of told me everything I need to know. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, there's no regulations to anything that you say yeah. or do. It's it's the Wild West. It's like, it's not radio. It's not TV. Yeah. It's, it's not even YouTube. It's I not mean, HBO, even. No. <laughs> is it live or is it Memorex? It's a podcast. It's pro- <laughs> we,
1: we should sell our podcasts on tape. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, for people who don't get it. You just put this tape in yeah, put something. Yeah, it in and listen to us. I don't
0: know. <laughs> but that's the first one i ever really remember listening to. And then she also was like, oh, you, you would probably like some of these other shows. So I started listening to, like, um, stuff, uh, stuff You Missed in History Class and mm-hmm. Stuff You Should Know.
1: Yeah, those are fun.
0: I've always gone through these phases in my life where i feel like if i am not learning something yeah then my my life is just really being wasted yeah
1: that's how i am all the time you know where it's yeah. like
0: i might reach a point where i'm just like i just realized it's been a couple months since i learned anything and uh-huh. i'll just be like what the fuck am i doing with my life so i started listening to a lot of those shows like stuff you should know uh while i was out jogging and stuff and uh-huh. i was like oh i'm i'm being physically active and energizing my brain simultaneously.
1: No dimension for me. No. Uh-uh. Uh-huh.
0: And I think those are some of the first shows that I really got into. Yeah. And then too, like that was right around the same time that um, Kevin Smith was just starting to do Red State. Uh huh. And so he did this series called Red State of the Union, Okay. which is just kind of a podcast documenting the entire making of that. And it mm-hmm. had interviews with characters and other characters, the actors like Michael Parks and guys mm-hmm. like that in there. It was really, really a cool, you know, inside of the movie kind of experience. So I really, really enjoyed that, too. What's the stuff that got you into listening to podcasts? In the um, first place?
1: Well, one of the things that I guess started it was I was um, <laughs> I I am always learning and a lot of it is useless information. Oh, but yeah. It's best like time. just anything that comes to my mind, I will research it. Yeah so like if i'm just sitting there not doing anything and i'm suddenly like what's the punisher's deal <laughs> <laughs> this is 2008 why I is think. he so
0: shooty yeah this know. is
1: 2008 or 2009 and um so i just started reading about the punisher and then i read about the punisher war zone yeah yeah which was uh 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 made in 2008 i think yeah um And I was reading about how ridiculous it is, and then like one of the sources quoted on the Wikipedia was the podcast. How did this get made? Because they did an episode with Lexi Alexander. Yeah, they did an episode about Punisher Warzone, the movie, with director Lexi Alexander and Patton Oswalt. Yeah. So I saw this and I was like, first off, like, oh Patton Oswalt, I'm interested because I already listened to Patton Oswalt's comedy record. So yeah, of course, checked it out and um. Immediately was like, what the fuck is that?" Like, just yeah. blown away by the entire concept It's a really it. fun show. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they started, at the end, they were talking about their own projects and stuff. And so I started watching, like, I watched The League because Paul oh, Scheer yeah. and Jason Manzucas were in it. Uh-huh. I watched Hot Wives of Orlando and stuff because June Diane feels in it. And so that, like, introduced me to all these other names I didn't know. And that made me start listening to episodes of podcasts with them on it. Wow. And so I got into uh, Comedy Bang Bang oh and yeah, yeah, Who Charted, uh, The Pot F Tomcast, which is still one of my yeah, absolute favorites. Yeah, that's one of your
0: jams right there. And
1: uh, Super Ego. Those were like wow. the first few that I really got into.
0: So at the at the heart of this, we have The Punisher to thank for Dead and Lovely. We
1: really do. Frank Castle. <laughs> thank you, Frank Castle. And thank you, Lexi Alexander.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Huh. That's cool, man. And you just kind of been hooked on him ever since.
1: Yeah, man, guys. I like... As I said, like when I when I was in uh, grad school, I'm a research addict. Yeah. So I would be in the library all the time, but I don't need my whole brain to do the initial phases of finding stuff that I need to read. Yeah. So I'd have my had uh, podcast playing all the time, and like the thing that I found early was I like longer podcasts <laughs> because I, do I don't want to have to look for a new episode. So Dude, I started getting I know, into right. Started getting into like WTF and um. Uh, you made it weird. Yeah. Because they're long and yeah. just keep your attention and you can drift in and out or whatever. It's fine.
0: Dude, I totally agree. And that's like, that's always been my jam with long drives and, uh-huh. and stuff like that. Like, I can't tell you how much I have spent, you know, driving down the road, like nearly fucking falling asleep, listening to music. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like a lot of music, you know. I'll listen to the same shit I've listened to my whole life, mm-hmm. and I know it front and back, and it's not really engaging me, but it's keeping me uh, placid and, and happy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, I have my mutant powers, I can fall asleep literally anywhere. Like anywhere. It doesn't matter. You probably saw me at fucking I, Walter State sleeping on the yeah. fucking bench in the middle of the RV. Oh, yeah, Like I, I will the, sleep anywhere.
1: I yeah, we had that disgusting couch in the, the dark room. I'd I don't go care. sleep on that sleep all there. the time. Yeah, I'd sleep in the library. i, I don't just care. put two. Yeah, two chairs dude. I together. totally did that, man, yeah. all the time. So, so it's awesome. like
0: <laughs> listening to music, I'll I will just fall asleep. Mm. But if I'm driving down the road and I'm listening to a podcast, it's like it really keeps me engaged. It keeps me interested. Yeah. And two, it's like if I'm doing stuff around the house like to me even an audio book takes a certain level of concentration yeah because you're like wait now who did what mm-hmm. but it's like a lot of times a podcast especially if it's just people bullshitting and stuff it's yeah. like you can halfway listen and still have a great time
1: yeah I, like it's it's fun because like a lot of times it'll give me an idea and i'll start yeah. working on that idea and, oh yeah yeah like podcasts still playing in the background i have no idea it's real fun too because I can listen back to old episodes and be like, I don't remember this. <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: Absolutely so. Yep, um, I do that all the time. I'm a,
1: yeah, I'm a huge fan still of podcasts like Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. I don't listen to very many, I guess, serious podcasts. Right, like but True I do, Crime and that. Yeah, Guy. but I do like My Favorite Murder. That's a that really app? good one. Um, It's Georgia Hartstark and, um, uh, oh, fuck can't remember the other host's name. She used to be... She's a writer. She wrote for Mr. Show. And okay, And a lot of other great stuff. Karen Kilgariff. That's who it is. There you go. Um, anyway, they just... They'll both bring a murder to talk about. Like a real life case. Yeah, and it's heartbreaking a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah, it's yeah, like sure. real disgusting sometimes. But it's also... They're really funny. So, like, they... uh, You know, they make it less serious. But I just don't listen to a lot of serious stuff anymore. I'm mostly
0: into... I watch... I love uh, the Doughboys... I've heard you talk about the Doughboys yeah. a lot. Is it the, is is the one that you said is like a like a fast food?
1: Yeah, they review they review uh, chain restaurants.
0: That's such a great fucking idea for a show.
1: Yeah, except they run into the problem of uh, their health.
0: I was gonna say the problem <laughs> is you have to eat a lot of it. It's kinda yeah. like epic meal time was such a great idea, but then yeah. you're like, Oh man, you poor guys, you're probably gonna <laughs> die soon, you know?
1: It's a great show though. Like it's real funny and, and the guests are are always great. Um, I also love, uh, there's John Gabris, who I really only know from podcasts, Yeah, but he's in, he's in some other stuff. He's in shows and things, but, uh, he, he's on, uh, he's got a podcast called high and mighty, which is okay. just him shooting the shit with someone. And he's just this big brash New Jersey dude who is loud and funny. Awesome. Um, but he's also got one called raised by TV which is him and Lauren Lapkus, and it's awesome. They they did an episode on, like, TGIF. Really? They did an episode on, like, commercials.
0: So it's about, like, specific TV stuff. Yeah. But is it, like, the stuff that we watched when we were kids and shit? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're, like, the same age. That sounds awesome. It's amazing. It's amazing. Holy shit, I bet I I would love to listen to that. Yeah, you should check it out. And then, like, they also do, they'll do, like, a dramatic reading from a show. Like, they did one... From the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, where oh, his dad like comes and he's gonna hang out with him, but then yeah. he has to go and do something, and it's like this super dramatic
0: reading. Of <laughs> That's really awesome. funny.
1: What, what do you what are you listening to
0: nowadays, dude? There's a whole fucking huge list of stuff that I listen to, and and you know the the one that it was one of the first shows that I really got into, and I still continue to listen to a lot is. Smodcast, which is ah, Kevin right. Smith's mm-hmm. original podcast with Scott Mosley. I was just Mosher. listening to that on the way up here. I love Smodcast so much, dude, uh-huh. and it's like they've been doing that show. I mean, that was Kevin Smith's first podcast. And it was really mm-hmm. one of the first podcasts, period. Like,
1: yeah, it was early, early one, really, yeah.
0: really early on in the game. And uh, I think there's well over three hundred something episodes of yeah. that show now. Mm-hmm. And man, like initially when it starts, it's when Kevin Smith was still like kind of mumbly and emo and uh-huh. you know kind of like he was on the Evening With stuff uh-huh. and then as the show goes on especially after he like kind of discovers weed and starts yeah, getting yeah that's high, really
1: what changed him as far as dude, I understand
0: dude he just gets so entertaining and fun yeah. and hilarious and Scott Mosier the other guy on the show I love Scott mm-hmm. so much dude if you're going to listen to any of that stuff, go through and listen to all of the Harry Potter episodes. Okay. Because as the movies were coming out, they they covered those, and they called them Harry Scotter.
1: So you can go through
0: and find like Harry Scotter and the Deathly Swallows and stuff like that. Dude, the Harry Potter episodes are some of the fucking funniest. I've listened yeah. to all of them a million times, so yeah. I still love listening to podcast. Another um, another one that I really love too. Actually, there's a bunch of other Kevin Smith podcasts that I love too. Fat Man, Fat Man on Batman, 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 dude, I love it. And especially like the early episodes. Like Mm -hmm. as the show has gone on, it's kind of just become about comic book pop culture stuff, Uh you know? Yeah. And he's got a co-host on there and stuff, which is fine. They're they're really good. But the early episodes where it was just Kevin Smith sitting down with somebody who worked on the Batman animated series or worked uh-huh. on the comic books. Dude, I'll tell you this, man. Uh, again, if you're going to listen to one thing, that's actually mm-hmm. two things. But I think it's like maybe the second or third episode of Fat Man on Batman is uh-huh. a two-parter with Mark Hamill. Have you ever listened to it? No. It is some of the most goddamn engaging podcasting. The Joker himself. Dude, it's some of the best podcasting I've ever listened to in my life. Yeah. Because it's like you think of Kevin Smith as being like kind of the the king of the nerds right dude he mark hamill dude he, <laughs> he bows at the throne of hamill like yeah. hamill is talking about some of the most specific nerd shit yeah. i've ever heard telling all he's these been great there stories the whole way dude mark yeah. hamill fucking rules yeah he he's great rules mm-hmm. please go listen to those mark hamill episodes okay. fat man they're yeah. the fucking best
1: i was just on my way up here listening to him talking with uh, dan Harmon.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. He did an episode recently Jesus on it, didn't Christ. It's all, cause I is love, it
1: good? Yeah, I love Harmontown and, like, um, the two of them coming... Because, like, the way that they are is they're so... They're so, like, self-centered yeah. in a positive way. Yeah. Uh, and they're also both self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah, I totally. like, the way they're talking, it's so fucking nerdy it's so ridiculous awesome. but it's real fun
0: I saw that episode I just haven't listened to it yet
1: yeah it's good it's a real good one
0: have you ever listened to Kevin Smith's educational show Edumacation I haven't
1: listened to Edumacation no, it is one. also
0: one of my fucking favorite shows um, it's him and um, another dude that used to work as a writer on the Tonight Show named Andy McAlfrish okay and uh, he's doing all kinds of other projects and stuff. And actually, Andy McElfresh has gone on to do special effects and stuff. And a lot of like huh. he did like special effects in Yoga Hosers and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. And it is a vaguely topically educational podcast where basically Kevin Smith is just stoned out of his mind. Awesome. And Andy McElfresh <laughs> is extremely extremely intelligent. Uh huh. And he just tries to teach Kevin about scientific things and discoveries and studies yeah. that have been going on and. They play off of each other extremely well. It is always a hilarious and informative listen, so I definitely recommend that one. I would say that, like, the majority of my stuff that I listen to as well is, like, there's a few music podcasts that I really like, like, No Guitar is Safe. Oh, no. Dude, I love that show so fucking much. Um, It's this guy, Jude Gold, who plays for Jefferson Starship, and he Uh writes for, like, Guitar Player Magazine. Uh And he just sits down one-on-one with like a legendary ass guitar player, uh-huh. and they're both plugged up. They're playing, and this is kind of like playing and talking and jamming and being like, "Hey, what's the first thing you learned?" And you know, what were your influences? And hey, how do you play that riff from hey, new what's, album? Hey, what's a fret? Yeah, exactly. With Whammy strings. bars,
1: the best or the betterest. <laughs>
0: It's a great... If you're a guitar player, you gotta fucking listen to No Guitar Is Safe. I'm always preaching the virtues of that. Plus, my main man, Andy Wood, is on an episode, too. Holy shit. Yeah, he's my man.
1: He's your man, and he's on an episode. That's right. Um,
0: <clears throat> I think,
1: like, I I love Kevin Smith's model yeah. of just, he's got money, might as well just make podcasts. Put it out there, fuck it. I, I'll guarantee you right now, if, uh, if this were lucrative, us <laughs> yeah. podcasting, we'd have more than one podcast.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely <laughs> It so. doesn't
1: bring in any money, though. No. Unfortunately, right now. We're only at a year. Yeah. One year anniversary. Look at us. Happy birthday to us.
0: Look at us. Gosh.
1: Let's just take a look back at all the moments from phenomena to now. <laughs> you spend all your life waiting. Oh, man. For a second chance.
0: You're going to make me cry.
1: 15, <laughs> John Colvin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was, you, know,
1: you guys didn't see it but in on like in between us on a screen all those great moments were playing
0: that is the thing though is rappers get to say their own names all the times
1: yeah serious singers don't it's rock singers never do yeah well, unless you're war.
0: Yeah, war talks about <laughs> constantly. Yeah, now that's, that's a horse of a different color. That's true. That's true. But you know, it's like, you never get to hear like, Loving an elevator, Aerosmith, living it up. You know, it's like, <laughs> Stephen Tyler! <laughs> Been dazed and confused, Led Zeppelin, so far it's not true. Like, you never get to hear that. Have
1: you ever seen Stephen Tyler's toes? No. Look them up sometime. It's gross.
0: What are they like?
1: Uh, they overlap. Oh... It's weird. Oh, yeah, I I didn't know this was a thing. Jennifer Garner also has weird Ooh. toes. Oh, and Shaquille O'Neal. Oh my God, I understand Shaquille O'Neal's. It's probably because he grew up poor and he couldn't afford shoes that actually fit his gigantic fucking feet. Yeah, but like Jennifer Garner and Steven Tyler. They have some sort of something wrong with their pinky toe. <laughs> There's something wrong. It's just like flopped over. I want to see
0: about this. I don't want to see about. No, you this. don't.
1: It's gonna gross you up.
0: Do you listen to any other like movie podcasts or anything? I listen um, to it a
1: ton. I
0: actually don't. I uh,
1: I love How you Did keep This Get Made. Clean. I do. I, I listen to How Did This Get Made every week. Um. Well, every two weeks, same. Yeah. I only do two episodes a month. But uh, other than that, I just. I avoid them mostly because, yeah. like, even um, with how did this get made? If they've done a movie, I kind of don't want to do it, <laughs> like, because okay, yeah. I feel like I'm just gonna end up repeating what I heard in, in their episodes. I oh, know what you mean. We'll yeah. test that next week. Yeah, sure. I think that we uh-huh, will. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But yeah, I still listen to that every week. I I don't really listen to any. I just like improv podcasts. I like cool. just hearing people make funnies.
0: Have you listened to Macaulay Culkin's podcast? I haven't years? checked that out yet. I need to write that You down. should you definitely about that. Last time. Yeah, it's just all just bullshitting. And it's pretty awesome. I listen to a lot of movie podcasts, uh, especially a lot of horror movie podcasts and stuff. Like uh, My favorite podcast in all the land is, of course, Say You mm-hmm. Our, our Satan. Second, se- yeah, second best horror movie podcast. Yeah, the second best horror movie podcast, of course. Uh, I love that show very much. Kind of stumbled across it by accident yeah. while I was going through an obsessive phase where I was like... Where you were loving Satan. Yeah, exactly. And you were like, let's Google that. <laughs> Actually, what it was is like, I was trying to find as many podcasts as I could about the Elm Street movies. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I would just go on the podcast app and just Google Elm Street
1: and, and listen to list literally
0: them. anything. And I found there is and I was like, oh man, these people are obnoxious and awesome. So I love I mean, this show. Be don't sure name
1: to. names, but uh, how many good horror movie podcasts are there?
0: Okay, so... <laughs> The ones that I would that I would classify as good, because the thing about a lot of a lot of horror movie podcasts, and I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just talking shit right now, yeah, let's do I'm talking it. mad shit. I notice a lot of horror movie podcasts are just like super gross, misogynistic, fucking skeezy, yeah,
1: dudes in a basement. You get that a lot with. Well, I mean, as we said about podcasting, you can say whatever yeah, you want, yeah, so.
0: exactly. But for some reason, they choose to be on them, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> So there's a lot of that stuff. There's a lot of people that just fucking missed the point. I think yeah. there's a lot. Um, I don't know. There's there's a handful that I really like though. Like there's there's another show I really like called Werewolf Ambulance. Oh yeah, you told me mentioned that. that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just a guy and a girl, and they do. It's it's only about like usually about forty five minutes to an hour, mm-hmm. so it's kind of short ish, mm-hmm. but really entertaining, really fun. Looks at horror movies. Yeah. I like their stuff a lot. There's another one called We'll See You in Hell. Oh that's really good it's two I think I meant to mention that to you one time it's two like comedians and writers for TV uh-huh. shows and stuff out in LA that get together and just kind of like talk about how like miserable their lives are most of the time and then talk about <laughs> a shitty horror movie <laughs> their that's show awesome. is really good I like We'll See you in Hell a lot and another one too that I like to listen to sometimes is called St- Stream Addicts okay and it's a dude and I don't even know how he makes all these connections exactly but Basically, he usually just Skype calls a person who is a director or producer mm-hmm. of, like, usually decently well-known horror movies, and they talk about their favorite horror movie. Yeah. So, like, you know, one time he had, like... Um, I'm trying to make some examples. A lot of times it's like stuff that you've seen on like Netflix. Okay. But it's like he'll get together with them and they'll talk about Scream or The Shining or whatever. Yeah. But every now and then he gets like big name people that have worked on movies like um, The Ritual or mm-hmm. uh, Cabin Fever and stuff yeah. like that. So he gets some pretty big name people on there sometimes. That's a fun That's a fun show because it's just a lot of cool kind of insider Yeah. info and cool personal stories and stuff. So that's a pretty fun show. I like that one. Cool. Uh, you ever listened to it last podcast on the left? I have not. I enjoy that show. Oh, wait. Yes, I have. Yeah?
1: Yes, I have. Yeah, I've heard that one. Uh, yeah, it's a good show.
0: I like their stuff. Like, I like I like the topics and stuff that they cover. Sometimes the hosts are are, are pretty obnoxious uh-huh. at times. Uh-huh. Just like, God damn, like a little much. But I still just really enjoy their, their show and the stuff that they used to cover. They talk about a lot of like serial killer cases and yeah. conspiracy theories. Yeah. And like,
1: I listened to Weird a stuff. few episodes of that. Yeah, yeah. it's enjoyable.
0: Um, there's stuff about like the Franklin cover up, the Franklin conspiracy uh-huh. stuff. It's really fucked up. Holy uh-huh. shit. <laughs> real fucked up. So they got some pretty good stuff on there. Anything else you want to mention? Um, not really. I mean, I've uh,
1: I've gone to see live episode tapings of podcasts. Oh, yeah? That's a real fun thing. If you're out have. in LA. Just drop by. A lot of them are free. I, I don't know. Um, uh, Harmon Town used to be five bucks, and then I think it went up. But now they can't do live shows anymore. Oh yeah. Until they get like uh, fire department approval or something. Oh shit. I've al- I also went and saw Doug Loves Movies, which was free at the time. Not sure. I think it was. Anyway, I got, meet, I got to that. meet. I got to meet some cool people there. Sean Gunn was there. Yeah. He was in uh, Gilmore Girls. All right. Big fan of that. And also, uh, you know, uh, Doug's funny. So go check that show out sometime if you're in L.A. Or I don't know. I think that also, Doug loves movies. He does it like festivals and stuff too. Yeah. It's a fun show to watch. Though
0: I think this seems like a good time to mention too the origins of of a Dead and Lovely podcast here. How we we got into going from being a bunch of schleps that listen to podcasts to being a bunch of schleps that make one.
1: Yeah, I think we started talking about it probably three or four years ago. We kind of did. Yeah. It was like
0: actually a while ago because that's yeah. when you had moved out to L.A. Yeah. I was still living here in Tennessee, and it's like we, we just weren't really seeing enough of each yeah. other or talking to each other near enough. And it was like yeah. if we did a show, it would just be a great excuse. we have to... to be friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember at first it was just kind of like, you know, because as I mentioned on other episodes, it's like everything in my life revolves around music. Like, everything. And I'm not complaining about it whatsoever. Hmm. Um, But I just thought to myself, like, man, it'd be fun to have, like, one thing in my life that... It's not about music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, this show to me is so fun because it's the one thing that I do that isn't guitar-centric.
1: Yeah, you know? I think it's the best thing you do that isn't guitar center.
0: I tend to agree.
1: I don't know. Maybe your wife would think
0: something else.
1: Hey, uh, the cooking is what I was thinking. She
0: like a spaghetti. She like a spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't really make a spaghetti.
1: I don't really either, ever. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's such a simple dish. Yeah. And I did the other day. My wife was hungry, and I was trying to work. And, I mean, if my wife's hungry, I do stop working and, and go cook her food. But I really just wanted to get in and get out, yeah. so I made just like a, a, a pretty simple sauce and yeah. and, and noodles and uh, made some turkey bacon, crumbled it up, Look put out. it on top, a little bit of uh, Parmesan. Oh Man, it's a simple dish. Pretty damn good. Damn. It only took me, I don't know, like 40 minutes.
0: That's okay to me. Yeah.
1: Try it out sometime. Spaghetti.
0: Spaghetti. <laughs> 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 Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, it's like we kind of started talking about like, man, we should do a podcast. And I think initially we were just like we should just talk about movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we just we're going to talk generally about any movie, I think. Yeah. And then we sort of narrowed it down. Yeah, it's a horror movie movie.
0: more fun if we just talked about just specifically shitty horror movies. Yeah.
1: But then we went and did good horror movies too.
0: Yeah. What? Which are maybe less fun.
1: Uh, you know, I don't know. People tend to like our uh our deeper episodes just that's as true, well as us yeah. making fun of a movie
0: that's true i'm lying yeah th- those episodes where you really can crack open a movie like the yeah. exorcist or something i i enjoy that very very, yeah. very much so it's yeah. fun yeah, that's but true, yeah true.
1: it is uh it is much more fun to just be talking uh, shit talking mad shit we're not gonna get <laughs> to do that uh this week but again stay tuned next week yeah there's gonna be some shit talking there's next some week. shit coming
0: and the origin of the movie that we're talking about today lies in a an episode of, of Kevin Smith and Scott Moser's Smodcast, episode 259,
1: 259,
0: which is titled The Walrus and the Carpenter. And usually, for those of you guys who haven't listened to Smodcast, it is just Kevin and Scott getting together and talking about what they've been doing and what they've been watching. And then sometimes they'll choose to go on a random tangent and talk about, hey, do you remember... Such and such, you know, some old commercial campaign or movie or show or whatever, and they'll talk about that for a while, or they'll, I mean, it's really just kind of like stream of consciousness, whatever comes up, comes up. Right. And this one particular episode, um, somebody had tweeted at Kevin Smith an article, or not really an article, but an ad that they found on Gumtree.com, which is kind of the British Craigslist. Yeah about this guy who is seeking you can get killed politely. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Very politely. Come here, love, let me kill you. <laughs> Jolly good. Jolly good. And Saudi had put up this crazy crazy ad for somebody mm-hmm. looking for a a lodger. Man.
1: You have to read it? it.
0: Maybe tell us about I'll it. I'll tell you all about it. All right. Now, a- there's uh, the actual ad.
1: Actual ad. It um the the room type is a double. Yeah. All right. It's not available to couples. There's a real specific Aww. reason for that. We'll find out soon. That we will. Hello, it says. I'm looking for a lodger in my house. I have mm-hmm. had a long and interesting life and have now chosen Brighton as a location for my retirement.
0: Brighton. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Among the many things I have done in my life is to spend three years alone on St. Lawrence Island. Mm-hmm. These were perhaps the most intense and fascinating years of my life, and I was kept in companionship with a walrus whom I named Gregory.
0: Gregory. (laughs) (laughs) What a name for a walrus.
1: Gregory, come here. We're going back to Brighton. (laughs) Um, Never have had such a fulfilling friendship with anyone human or otherwise, and upon leaving the island, I was heartbroken for months. I now find myself in a large house overlooking Queen's Park, and I'm keen to get a lodger. This is a position I am prepared to offer for free, e.g., No rent payable. Oh my. On the fulfillment of some condition. Too good to be true. I have, over the last few months, been constructing a realistic walrus costume.
0: (laughs) It takes a turn right there. Which should fit most people
1: of average proportions and allow for full and easy movement in character. To take on the position as my lodger, you must be prepared to wear the walrus suit mm-hmm. for approximately two hours each day. Okay. In practice, this is not two hours every day. I merely state it here so you are able to have a clear idea of the workload. That's nice of <laughs> him. Whilst in the walrus costume, you must be a walrus. There must be no speaking in a human voice, mm-hmm. and any communication must entail making utterances in the voice of a walrus. Yeah. Yep. I believe there are recordings available on the web. (laughs) To me, the voice is the most natural thing I have ever heard. Other duties will involve catching and eating fish and crabs that I will occasionally throw to you whilst you are being the walrus. With the exception of this, you will be free to do whatever you choose. And I will have a spacious double room, complete run of the house, with the exception of my bedroom and my workshop. And use of all facilities within, I am a considerate person to share a house with. And other than playing the accordion, my tastes are easy to accommodate. (laughs) Due to the nature of this position, I will need to audition all applicants before agreeing to take the chosen candidate on as a lodger. Please contact me if you have any questions.
0: It is so fucking well constructed and written. It is enchanting.
1: It's amazing. It it really, like, I can see why reading that, you'd be like, this could be a fucking movie. Yeah,
0: because in the course of the episode... Kevin and Scott are reading this ad and they're kind of like acting it out and stuff, which is really really
1: getting into like what all these things mean. And yeah, yeah.
0: And, they're, and you know, as they're going, just like pretty much anybody else would, they're like, man, this sounds like a fucking horror movie. Like, yeah. This is a horror movie waiting to happen. 100%. There's, there's no way this guy isn't <laughs> a psychopath that's going to murder people.
1: You must be the walrus. Oh,
0: my God. Catch the fish and crabs that I throw to you. Oh, God. Yeah. And so over the course of the show, they're like, we could really do this. And they kind of flesh mm. out what actually becomes the movie right mm. there in front of you. I mean, it, it wasn't a premeditated thing. Like, no. hey... We have this idea for a movie. Let us pitch it to you. It was just like they read this fucking weird ad. Mm-hmm. They're like, man, this sounds like some crazy shit. I mean, same way you and I do on this yeah. show. We've talked about like, oh, dude, you could do a movie where this and this and yeah. this. Only they, they were yeah. they did it.
1: Yeah, they had the the clout to make it happen. Yeah. Of. By the yeah. end
0: of the episode, they're like, man, you know, text us, you know, hashtag Walrus Yes if he wants to make it or Walrus uh-huh. No
1: if perfect hashtag Walrus yeah. Yes
0: Walrus Yes. Uh huh. And they got enough. Uh, Enough feedback from everybody that they yeah. decided to do it and got it funded. And if you listen to the subsequent episode Small Smodcast, you hear them where they're like, we're working on casting, we're working mm-hmm. on photography, we're working on building the suit, yada, yeah. yada, yada. And I got to say, like, the entire process of listening to that podcast and being there for the inception of the idea... Mm-hmm. And being there every step of the way, if you listen to the other episodes and everything... Yeah. And then actually finally getting to see the movie is one of the most unique experiences of entertainment I've, I've ever had. Yeah. Um, the movie, I'm not going to bury the lead here, the movie is not the greatest thing in the world. No. It's not great. It's good, but it's... it's good. It's, it's by got no a means. lot of
1: positives to it, for Yeah.
0: Sure. But it's like, dude, if you were there from the get-go listening to that episode when it came out that week which I was Mm -hmm. and then seeing it actually become something. Yeah. You can't compare that to anything. Like I can't think of any other experience where you have been there when the people had the fucking idea. It's like, dude, like imagine, imagine fucking being sitting on a couch next to Jimi Hendrix when he plays the first few notes of fucking Purple Haze. Yeah, You were there for it and you heard Uh it come together it, you yes. can't you can't put a price on that experience. It's
1: a story you'd tell kids and they'd say, Who's Jimmy Henry?
0: <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: a fun one.
0: But it's you can't compare it to anything. And it's like ultimately to me, the the biggest thing I can say about this movie is that kind of like how we talked about with Veronica, uh huh, how it's like only that was in a very negative context. Yeah, it's like the hype surrounding the movie is more interesting than the movie. Yeah. In this case, the the entire story of the creation of this movie and the experience of it is is better than the movie itself. Yeah, it's better
1: than the final product, for sure.
0: Yeah. Now, when did you see this for the first time? Just uh, the other day. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. It was the first time you watched Mm it. First time I seen it, yeah. And did you listen to the episode before? Yeah,
1: I listened to the episode before. Uh I had read that uh, that ad before. It's a joke, by the way, in case anyone's worried that that was a real thing. It was a joke. And they actually did get the guy who wrote the post to be part of the production. Yeah. He's, he's
0: like kind of a notorious social media prankster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: But yeah, I mean, it was the first time I'd seen it. So I I listened to the episode and like I, um, I remember reading about it along the way. Like, yes.
0: Kevin Smith making strange horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, And I was interested in seeing it. I just never sat down and watched it and uh man it was worth it i thought it was cool
0: right yeah and again it's just it's so unique yeah having listen to the episode and then see it come to life how weird must it be to be that guy who's like you know one day i was sitting around and i thought it'd be funny to make a fucking fake gumtree ad and then Mm -hmm. some fucking famous movie director made a fucking movie out of it what did you do today
1: i listen like (laughs) that must be awesome that was uh on on my way here listening to the Kevin Smith uh, interviewing Dan yeah. Harmon he was talking Dan Harmon was talking about he, how he and Rob Schraub ended up out in LA and it was basically Rob Schraub was writing and, and drawing Scud the Disposable Assassin oh shit yeah on his kitchen table in Milwaukee and then Dan like you know wrote uh, an issue or two or something
0: I didn't know there's a connection between those cats
1: yeah no they, they've they been friends for a long long time from Milwaukee That's sick and and Basically, Oliver Stone's production company offered ten thousand dollars for the rights to make Scud, the Disposable Assassin, and they stupidly thought, "Well, that means we have to move to L.A." Yeah, (laughs) and of course, the movie didn't go anywhere. They're like, you know, uh, production companies. Yeah, production companies will buy uh, intellectual properties all the time, and you know, ten thousand dollars seems like a lot when you're struggling, but oh yeah, it's hardly anything to a production company who's making. Millions upon millions of dollars.
0: As a PS, dude, it's like nowadays that we live in the fucking comic book movie age where we're finally we have the technology to make these incredible comics into movies. Yeah. God damn, I hope that we see Scud so many sets. dude and <laughs> yeah. all these other just like little indie comics and stuff yeah. that were like really fucking big. Like, could you imagine a legit ass Sandman movie? Yeah. Holy that would be awesome.
1: Shit. That would be so cool. It'd
0: be fucking rad. I'd love to see a Scud movie.
1: Yeah. I would li- like. Oh, there's so man. many great comics out there that really deserve a shot. Yeah, I, but there are so many that are getting a shot too. So I mean, it's dude, a preacher. It's, I mean, yeah, preacher. preacher series. Have you watched it? Hell it's hell a Good yeah. show. It's
0: yeah, fucking awesome, dude. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I mean, uh, we could see it. I don't know if they still own the rights to
0: it. Yeah, really. That'd I know, Rob, like
1: Rob did four more issues of it recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, just uh, listening to that, listening to him talk about like you know how uh that then ended up in them making uh getting a bunch of meetings and then making monster house what the hell though they they didn't end up having anything to do with monster house again okay. yeah. but like rob Schraub just came up with a stupid idea when they were trying to come up with ideas and he was like monster house the house is a monster <laughs> and, and then I- it sold <laughs> and they wrote this and that's like what started dan Harmon down the path of becoming the dan Harmon that dan Harmon, created yeah. community because he he started doing research to write Monster House, and that research led him to read Joseph Campbell, which led him to become like this really dedicated to the hero's journey type really? of writer, yeah, I did not know that oh man he's got he's he is meticulous in making sure that uh hmm. each of his stories line up with all the different um archetypes archetypes and stuff, and stuff. yeah really, like, yeah, and so yeah that, it's it's real interesting how, like, those little stupid huh. things turn into these huge things.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, so this, yeah, this movie started as some stupid little joke. Yeah. That somebody bought the rights to, I guess. And they're like, let's fucking do it. Let's That's make awesome, a, man.
0: Let's make a walrus costume. I will say, I mean, for, first of all, the first thing I got to say about the movie is that I do think that most all of the cast does an extremely fucking good job oh yeah yeah justin long he's is, great is our protagonist yeah. and, and spends what 40 minutes of the movie as a walrus as a
1: walrus and just uh, making noises dude talk.
0: and i mean before he's the walrus he's just this like kind of fucking really prickish yeah you know brash mm-hmm. arrogant cocky dude
1: how has podcast success changed you Ben? <laughs> Cause it turned him into a
0: dick it really really did yeah. apparently so mm. man yeah and he's got a podcast as Haley joe osmond um who who does a good job in the movie Haley Joel osmond's uh, great now like name, teddy is his name i mean teddy? he was
1: always he was always a good actor but yeah. like he's he's got a real good sense of humor about himself and like he, yeah. he was on like episodes of comedy bang bang the, the podcast in the show oh tight yeah he's he's done a lot of cool stuff so. I yeah, I liked him in this, though he doesn't have a huge role. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though there's a huge subplot going yeah. on with him that doesn't really make much sense. No,
0: uh-uh. and basically the the whole plot of the movie is it's kind of it's kind of like this podcast episode. He and he and Haley Joel Osment have a podcast together, and mm-hmm. somebody sends him in this ad. Well, that's not exactly how it goes. No, it's like they they're going to research kind of a faux Star Wars kid, yeah, guy that like cut his leg off. Yeah, which even even that was like kind of unnecessary yeah like they could have displayed it like they did on the show where somebody sends in the ad and they're like oh we got to go interview this guy yeah but basically what happens is he goes uh, uh just goes to canada to interview this viral video guy mm-hmm. gets up there to canada turns out the guy's killed himself so he just goes to a bar to kill time and in the bathroom he finds basically the lodger ad that that steve read a second yeah. ago and he's like, well, I'm already up here in Canada.
1: Might as well check her out.
0: Yeah, might as well go and check this guy out. And mm. he gets over there and is uh, drugged and is sewn into a walrus suit. Yeah. And...
1: <laughs> that is what happens. Much
0: terrible stuff ensues yeah. after that. And that's yeah, basically yeah. the movie. Now, on the show, on the original Smodcast episode, that's pretty much just a story that they fleshed out. Yeah. Pretty much. Is that a guy would answer this ad and some fucked up stuff would happen. And they decided to kind of pad it out a little bit because, of course, that wouldn't make an hour and 20 minute long movie. Mm -hmm. So they kind of padded it out with some stuff featuring uh, Genesis Rodriguez. Yeah. They've got Johnny Depp in there. Mm -hmm. They've got um, Michael Parks plays uh, Howard Howe. Yeah.
1: He's amazing. He's insane.
0: The guy that's looking for the lodger that.
1: He's really, he goes for it.
0: He's fucking amazing. Yeah. He is amazing. And, dude, it's like, I know you didn't like Red State, but. Yeah, he's fucking awesome in that. Too, yeah, buddy. he's
1: carried in it. Yeah, the red. But my problem with Red State is is the, uh, the writing like not yeah yeah not yeah. that. The, there's a lot of good in there, but it, sure. it doesn't fit any sort of normal three act structure. It's I can see that. It's like two separate movies yeah, smashed together. I can very much see that. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it at some point. <laughs> but dude,
0: Michael Parks. It's like a lot of people known from those two flicks, but he was also in Kill Bill. And yeah. Tons of stuff I mean, he's that. been in
1: uh, on this podcast before in From Dust Till Dawn.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. He, yeah, he was yeah. The playing cop the same that character got killed from killed Kill Bill. Bill. Yeah, yeah, and he had a long film career before that. Yeah, I mean, he's an old fucking dude, he's dead mm-hmm. now. Of yeah, he course. died a year ago. Yeah, but he had a long film career. Yep. I've not seen anything from when he was young.
1: <laughs> I haven't either. I, yeah, I have no idea. Like, I started looking at the list of stuff he's in, and I was like, I don't even know. A lot of these movies, but dude, he's been around, he'd been around forever. He
0: has got that awesome, old, sweet old man that is actually really fucking yeah. dark and insidious. Thing. Yeah, he has that down so well. I swear, his performance in Red State, I think, is among the scariest. Yeah, it's really characters because, like, really good. dude, living in the south, it's like, I fucking met that guy. Yeah, yeah, that, that was... guy that's just like so sweet and nice and wholesome. Praise God, but uh-huh. then it's immediately like all the gays will burn in hell Uh like evil fucking shit coming out one second later it's like i've met that fucking guy
1: yeah i've met a ton of that fucking guy yeah yeah
0: and his performance here in this movie even though it is a completely ludicrous silly thing to be like this guy wants to turn a human into a walrus yeah man he managed to sell it he did
1: which is nuts
0: yeah it's nuts. Like, could Never you Never at any
1: point did I, like, question, like, it was just like, well, he's crazy. Of course he wants, like, because he's just, he comes off It's so insane. I know. Of course he wants to do that. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: I know. He plays it so fucking well. Yeah. And, like, the few moments in there where you get to see him, like, get angry. Uh-huh. Are really fucking scary. Yeah. I mean his his voice and his delivery and stuff. I think are just amazing. Yeah,
1: he's the best part of this movie by far. For oh, sure. without a doubt. But then Justin Long also real dedicated performance, especially for Dude. forty minutes as a walrus.
0: And the parts where he's like in the suit. Yeah, that
1: looks very uncomfortable.
0: And he is just acting like a complete fucking animal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is just screaming and fucking drooling mm-hmm. and. It's nuts. It's it is. really, it's real really, nuts. really, really intense. Because you're used to seeing him in, like, fucking dodgeball and stuff like this. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. It's like Tuscan or a lot Jeepers of ways. Or Jeepers Creepers. Oh, Jesus, yes. Where Fuck. he
1: got skinned, what if his skin was used to oh! make a Morris costume? <laughs>
0: mm.
1: Now I get it. <laughs>
0: And it's, that's basically about it for the cast. There's not really a lot of people. There's a few uh, cameos in yeah. here. Harley Mortensen from Epic Meal Time mm-hmm. is in there. Ralph Garman. You got your
1: can of do's and your can of don'ts. Exactly. Uh-huh. Red and
0: white, never blue. Uh-huh. He kind of plays a typical super Canadian uh-huh. guy. Got
1: that sweet beard.
0: Yeah. He's cool in this. Um, he's got Ralph Garman, who's on Hollywood Babylon, mm-hmm. another podcast. He's in here as a police chief. Okay. He's awesome. Uh, it's also got his daughter, Harley Quinn. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Johnny, Johnny Depp's, Depp's daughter. daughter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's her name? Lily Rose. Lily Rose. Yeah. And they played two store clerks, which yeah. is obviously you know Kevin kind of putting his own child into the yeah to pay pool. yeah. Which his is, wife which is, is also an
1: executive producer. Yeah, yeah. You she's take in some of too. that budget and give it to your family. I get she's it.
0: She's the uh, <laughs> the waitress at the restaurant later too. Yeah. Uh, which is it's it's cool, and especially if you're a big Kevin Smith fan to see those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Harley was. Uh, not a good actress no not good no, she
1: wasn't that and like i don't know like it seemed like the scenes with those two they were just like well, uh, you know we're not gonna script this you just come across as, as youthful as and they canadian. were like i don't know what the hell to say yeah hand me that notepad
0: and a lot of the stuff like at the at the little store and everything there is so heavy-handedly canadian yeah like really making a point to say a boot
1: a to Z yeah. is the name of the Yeah, exactly. The store.
0: and like everything behind the counter is like maple syrup. It's uh-huh. like okay, we get it. It's, it's Canadian. And yeah. part of me again being a big Smodcast fan really enjoys that. They've had a long-running thing with Canada. Mm-hmm. Canada's always always embraced Kevin Smith for some reason, much more than America.
1: Probably is hockey fandom.
0: I mean it, it probably has something to do with that. if you
1: wear a hockey jersey, the Canadians will accept you. That's probably what it is. Uh-huh. That's
0: like a Canadian passport is a yeah. hockey jersey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Canadian tuxedo yeah. is of course all dinner. The Canadian passport is a hockey, hockey jersey. jersey.
0: they let you right in the border. Uh-huh.
1: You just turn around and point to the name on the back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Welcome, <laughs> Mr. Smith.
0: <laughs> and uh so I don't know, like they they've always had a runny thing about Canada and one of the over the past maybe year or two one of the best things they do on podcast is sometimes they read through tweets from this canadian police blotter okay it's called scan bc for uh-huh british columbia and canadian crimes for some reason just sound so funny
1: they're adorable
0: they are adorable uh-huh. and they'll just basically like, read. it's the...
1: like if you made florida less of a, a shithole and more of like Everybody's nice, but still, it's Florida, so Dude, the crimes are crazy.
0: It's stuff like, police kicked down man's door who was burning pot roast. <laughs> you know? Or, like, man found an intersection, drops pants. <gasps> oh, no. It's, like, all this really harmless, very funny-sounding uh-huh. stuff, and they just kind of, like, read it and describe what they think is going on. So, there's a big Canadian thing with the show, yeah. which is cool, but, man, the, the Canadian humor stuff is just like, all right, do we really... Yeah like a boot is that really still funny I don't know Uh,
1: I can think of ways that maybe you could make it funny but just saying it and then making fun of it really isn't much of a joke yeah exactly
0: it's that kind of thing right there now I will say too you know as I said earlier like in Clerks there's basically kind of an absence of cinematography and and Kevin I'm not even gonna say that that's a criticism I'm just repeating what Kevin himself has said about his own filmmaking he's like I don't know how to make a camera move yeah I um, get
1: it. I also don't know how to do that.
0: Fuck no. I don't know anything about it. But I will say that this movie is shot beautifully well.
1: It is. It's really nice. Like, there's so many really good shots. Yeah. The Them sitting by the fire and talking like yeah. in the early part. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So perfectly well the balanced. the fire burning behind yeah. and stuff. So good.
0: Yeah. And I love the, the flashback scenes, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flashbacks are all in black and white. And yeah. It's just like Howard Howe's memories of... Being uh-huh. in the service and how we got stranded on the island and shit like mm-hmm. that, it's like this really high contrast black and white that looks really cool.
1: It does. It looks great. I, this it's a, I would say of all his movies the most well shot. Yeah, for sure.
0: It's between this and and Red State for me. Yeah, Red State was I think well Red shot Red shot very very well. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more moving camera. Of course, there's a lot more action and stuff in that movie too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tusk is a lot less action. Like I mean. 'Cause as we were saying before it started recording, it's a real simple movie. Yeah. A guy wants to turn someone into a Walrus and yeah. he does it.
0: Yeah, and he does. Yeah. And what it's th- gross. What do you think about those scenes where he's like doing the like the surgeries and shit like that on him?
1: yeah those were I mean cause like he's so insane and he's delivering these like real weird like soliloquies and yeah, like yeah dude just like uh, quoting poetry and quoting Lewis yeah, Carroll and shit he's like, always quoting yeah
0: literary stuff the Crazy. Whole thing. I love that scene where like after he drugs Justin Long's tea um and we get that thing of him and you, you never see exactly what he's doing you just see that he's working with his hands but the camera shots are just kind of all on his face yeah. he's talking about Gregory and quoting and showing Uh all the like charts of the human and walrus and stuff and it's showing all these bloody tools of surgery and shit that are with him and then you see that he's kind of like sewn Justin's arms to his torso Mm -hmm. so he'll have like kind of flipper arms and stuff it's really fucking gross and disturbing and then too I think that again kind of going back to the the, the acting skills in the movie that scene the next day or no it's before that actually it's before that, because after he knocks him out, It's when he removes his leg. Yeah, I got that out of order.
1: Yeah, the leg goes first, and yeah. then the, the weird, then the He takes out the, the tongue and yeah. makes the what Johnny Depp's character says, uh, like a crucified T Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, like. yeah, yeah.
0: But that scene where like Justin Long wakes up and realizes his leg has been amputated. Yeah, his sense of like drugged stupor and like shock, yeah, kind of coming through the stupor. Yeah, I think is extremely, extremely well played. Yeah
1: yeah i really enjoyed it i like the way that he uh he was able to really keep the stupor which is a hard thing yeah because he's drugged yeah you're you're delivering lines like you're also pretending like you don't know what you're about to say like it's it's real hard to mask uh knowing your lines yeah (laughs) and he does it this just perfectly. It seems very natural.
0: And the way that Parks is acting to him, be like, "Oh no, there was a spider bite. You got bit by a spider." It's
1: real creepy. Yeah, yeah he's real creepy. The doctor said we had to remove all the phones. Yeah. What? Like, it's like, what? what? What does, what does I... that mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I really enjoyed Michael Parks and and, and uh, Justin Long, like because they, most of the movie is them. It's just those just two. the yeah, two of, of them. Yeah. Um, I think Johnny Depp's really good in it. Yeah, you know, don't uh know how we feel about Johnny Depp, but fuck Johnny Depp. Yeah, uh, I do know how we feel about yeah, Johnny Depp, obviously. Um, but he he definitely like cause uh, as soon as he comes on the screen, it looks like oh he's just gonna be this cool character. He's got his glasses on. He's lighting a cigarette. Yeah, and he takes his glasses off and his eyes are all wonky. Yeah, which apparently he can do like he yeah can apparently
0: do that thing where his eyes go all fucked up like the guy yeah from it
1: yeah and he uh he's just a weirdo weirdo cabisois like fucking Man. out there insane yeah. character and he plays it really well like he he goes over the top and lets himself not be cool
0: yeah yeah which, which is, is
1: fun to see it's fun to see from johnny Depp for sure yeah.
0: and basically his role in the story is that uh justin long's girlfriend played by genesis rodriguez and his fellow podcaster, Haley Josmet, mm-hmm. you know, they receive a phone call from Justin. He's like, This guy's trying to turn me into a walrus. I'm in Canada. Come mm-hmm. help me. It's a weird call to get. It's a strange call <laughs> yeah. to get. But, like, the cops won't believe him. So they have to hire this detective guy mm-hmm. to help them find him. And it turns out this detective guy, Johnny Depp, has run into this howard howard guy before. oh man and
1: that's a great scene the flashback of them on the. it's
0: very strange
1: it's real weird that's the thing that i found interesting about it is that they're both playing these strange characters to yeah. each other so like um howard howe is pretending to be uh a slow-witted canadian country bumpkin guy country bumpkin sort yeah. of guy and um and there's just like, because he, yeah, he, he's obviously throwing him off the scent. Yeah. But like at the end of the conversation, like he basically says, like, something about how humanity is, is gross and stuff, which oh, is really like yeah, his, yeah. his mantra. He yeah. really goes back to there's a lot. And the reason why is, of course, he was raised uh, as an orphan in an insane asylum where yeah. he was uh, molested by uh, priests and yeah politicians and things like that that
0: whole story i I actually had totally forgotten about that um until I was watching because I watched the movie when it came out, and I hadn't watched it again since then until last week when I watched this for the show, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, like I forgot that like howard's backstory was really yeah sad and fucked up sad
1: and fucked up yeah
0: yeah, so
1: like I actually it made me question just you know his backstory made me question whether or not he went insane on the island with the walrus or he was always just insane and learned to mask it because that's what he seems to be as a character he seems to be good at masking yeah his real insanity
0: yeah no doubt yeah no doubt man yeah that's 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 a good point i'd forgotten about all that stuff man (laughs) pretty fucked up
1: it is fucking crazy yeah but i like you know uh it added something to the story frame it definitely made it like I could get how somebody could be stranded on an island and and their only comfort is another creature. Yeah. How that could uh make you a bit off. Yeah. But it it didn't all come together. It it doesn't all come together for me if you don't have that real fucked up traumatic backstory. Right. To sort of make it make sense that he's he's just off.
0: But the thing about the the whole inspector storyline is uh-huh. like I just don't really know if it's that necessary to the movie at no, all I don't think so because here's the thing is like ultimately <clears throat> yeah it's, it's cool that, like the police won't believe him they got to find this guy who will believe in him to yeah. help him find their friend and stuff that's fine but it's like ultimately by the time they find Justin long he's already been sewn into a walrus suit yeah he's also already killed Howard Howe yeah so it's like they don't save him from anything. Like, it's not like yeah. they show up and it's like, oh man, and then Johnny Depp blows away Howard Howe before he was about to land the killing blow on him. Yeah, none of that. Nothing. It's just kind of like, well, they just, they found him. Yeah. And it was too late for everything, which is, I guess, kind of bleak and
1: it is cool in a way. I have questions about that ending, though, because it's like, I feel like, I don't, it, it seemed to me that some of that was reversible. He doesn't have to live the rest of his life.
0: Gosh, I should think.
1: Like,. <laughs> they could take him out of the, the walrus costume. Yeah, he might
0: be hobbled in some way. but Yeah,
1: but he, he'd probably be... You could repair some of that for sure.
0: Yeah. You yeah, don't have
1: to leave him as a walrus. And live in a zoo. And make him live in a zoo by himself. Aww. That's real sad. It
0: is real sad. Yeah. There's, there's also other kind of stuff in this movie that I think was just obviously added to, to pad the movie out and make it into a feature-length movie that ultimately doesn't amount to anything. Like, you've got this whole side story that... um Justin's girlfriend, Genesis Rodriguez, there, and Haley Jossman are having, like, an affair... Yeah. ...behind his back. Yeah. Uh, because Justin just has kind of turned into an asshole and stuff yeah. as he's, you know, become more famous. Got those
1: podcast Man, dollars. Them
0: podcast bucks, they not mm-hmm. ruin you. Rolling in them. And it's like, yeah, they're having this affair, and it's kind of like this big reveal in the movie where she... Genesis delivers this really actually very touching like uh oh, yeah monologue like straight yeah. on to the camera to a first person perspective then you find out oh she's talking to Teddy Haley Haley Haley. Yeah. and it's like it ultimately doesn't amount to anything no like, did it matter that they're having an affair like did Justin never find out and it
1: never really changes anything no
0: sure. it's like they could have just been like hey we're looking we're friends we're both friends with Justin Long we're looking for him let's go find him together yeah it would have been the same difference.
1: Yeah, the movie definitely could have been uh, cut down to an hour and ten hour and twenty minutes easily.
0: I mean, I'll, I'll say this probably
1: could have been cut down even more if you cut out the yeah. inspector. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And and to me, honestly, it's like I think personally that this movie I think could have actually been cooler if it was pitched as a special one off. Yeah. minute YouTube movie
1: sure yeah
0: and just make it just about hey this guy goes up to Canada to interview this guy for his podcast and some fucked up shit happens develop those backstories those flashbacks a little bit more with Howard Howe because he's such a fascinating character and the flashbacks are so cool too yeah and that's kind of enough to make this movie on its own. I mean,
1: it could be uh, seriously, yeah, it could be one of those just like IFC things. It, yeah. Forty-four minutes with commercials—that's an hour. Yeah. Boom, that works out perfectly. because This movie could have been definitely uh, quicker, but I do, I do get the indulgence of it because that's what it is in the the first place. Yeah. It's an indulgence. It's a, oh, totally. we had this crazy stupid idea. Yeah. Do you guys want us to make it? Cool. Alright, let's just make it. Let's yeah. make it as ridiculous as we want.
0: Which I respect.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool feeling to have about it.
0: But I just... I don't know. I just don't really know that a full... Yeah. Full-length movie of this needed to be made. I think that I could uh. have just had, like, a short of it and been like, Dude, I can't believe this. I listened to the podcast episode, and yeah. now they made this crazy little, you know, short movie about it. That would have been enough. It's like... I think if this movie didn't have... The affair side story, and the mm-hmm. girlfriend side story, and the, and the inspector. inspector side story. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have watched it and been like, yeah, but there should have been more.
1: Or if you just make the inspector the cop they go to in the first place.
0: That would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, you, yeah, you could really cut down a lot. But of course, I mean, as we said, the, the cop that they go to in the first place, he was, you know, one of uh, the co hosts of yeah, one Ralph. of the podcasts. And yeah. then, you know, like, throwing in these different people is all about. Uh, fan service and it's all about like oh yeah serving the interest of your friends giving them jobs like yeah I, I don't see anything negative about it but it, it, if it were what you're talking about it would be a better movie for sure
0: and I think especially too like if you're just somebody that walked into a theater to see the new Kevin Smith movie yeah and didn't know the whole backstory and stuff you're probably confused as full yeah
1: by a whole lot of what's going on there there yeah. are so many things that are obvious references to the podcast and i haven't heard every yeah. episode so to me it's just like i know that's a reference i yeah. can tell that's a reference there's
0: but. a lot in there man i mean obviously there's stuff like you said like ralph garman being in there mm-hmm. his wife being in there but there's there's a lot of other things there's a there's a picture of uh his dog shecky uh-huh. Hanging up in uh, the bedroom and stuff, little dachshund. Oh, okay. There's a big picture of Shecky in I there. remember that.
1: Yeah, that's a cute dog. By yeah,
0: really. yeah, Shecky's awesome. And there's also um, the the restaurant that the inspector and the two meet in.
1: Uh huh. The yeah. What,
0: the Gimli Slider.
1: Yeah, the Gimli Slider
0: is an ep- is a reference to this awesome, 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 fucking hilarious Smodcast episode okay. about this kind of like national Canadian legend called the Gimli Glider. Uh-huh. Which was about this uh this ship or sorry not the ship this plane that was like going down uh-huh. and it's like it's engines quit an airship fuel. An airship. Actually uh-huh. dude they call it an airboat. Oh that's awesome. That's okay. fucking funny you just happen to say that. <laughs> and basically the pilot managed to like glide it down and land uh-huh. it to safety and stuff. I can't remember which episode number it is. I should have looked it up, but dude I, I wanna say it might be called the Gimli Glider or something like that. It is hilarious as fuck, okay. dude. They kind of like reenact what it must have been like to be in the cockpit and shit. It's so good. So them calling it the Gimli slider, slider. yeah, yeah, definitely a huge reference to that. Yeah,
1: I, that because I could tell that there was more going on with oh, yeah. that restaurant. Like, uh, and also like, uh, that scene is real interesting because Johnny Depp makes some real big choices. Oh yeah, and one of them is squishing the, yeah, the slider like down it completely down. flat Ugh. and then eating it. Like, I wonder why he did that.
0: The, uh, that
1: is like, that was one of those things where I was like, is that part of the podcast? And then I realized like, no, that's probably just a choice Johnny Depp's making. And if why? It is, I
0: don't know. If it's a reference to the show, it's, it's an episode. I have like, he's
1: just making this character so fucking weird.
0: One of the other really good references in there too is, um, Howard Howe is talking about how he got stranded. And he says he got stranded on Ponder Rock. Okay. And that's an episode to a couple of episodes that they did on Smodcast that were fucking hilarious. like A a young Kevin Smith who had like an audio recorder, like a tape recorder. Uh Uh-huh. It was when he was like 17 or 18 and he was like super emo. Awesome. And I think the episodes are called like, um, what is it? I think one of them is called something something Ponder Rock, like Thoughts from Ponder Rock, uh-huh, or something like that, or Stranded on Ponder Ponder Rock, I can't remember. And then they follow that up with like emo Kev and shit like that. <laughs> where it's basically Kevin Smith and he's, you know, 17 years old or something and he's sitting out on this rock on the beach. Mm-hmm. Which he calls Ponder Rock. And dude, he is just <laughs> spouting off the most just like fucking bullshit emo seventeen year old observations about life <laughs> and he's so serious and dour and everything uh-huh. he says. Everything's so dramatic and uh-huh. all this shit. Dude, you have to listen to those episodes. <laughs> Fuck. They are so hilarious. hilarious. So that's a that's a reference right there, the ponder rock thing. There's a ton more of the whole the ringtone, that's the hooa hoo-ah, more yeah. margaritas.
1: Yeah, that's uh from one of the that's okay, Ralph again. Garman Ralph yeah. Garman doing Hawk an Battle impression War. of Al Pacino and one of the fans turned yeah. it into that ring too.
0: Which is awesome. It's, just yeah. a, it's a little stuff like that. There's tons of stuff there for for Kevin Smith fans. Yeah.
1: I, and that's what the movie's for. Like, uh, that, Yeah.
0: It's, dude, it is totally a fan service fucking movie. Yeah, Absolutely. fan service
1: and friend service. Like, he's, he's serving his fans and he's paying his friends. Like, it's perfect. It's yeah. a wonderful thing. Um, but, of course doing that doesn't make you a lot of money. This movie yeah. didn't do well at no. the box office. It made 1.8 million on a $3 million budget. Ooh, woof. But of course, it's on, you know, if you if you put it on a streaming service. It used to be on Netflix for a yeah, while, yeah, it, was. it was on Amazon yeah. streaming for a while. Like yeah, you're getting money from that. Like a lot of yeah, uh, sure a lot of horror movies are making their money back through uh, streaming service.
0: Absolutely so. And I don't know. One thing that seems like a lot of people had an issue with with this flick was the costume itself.
1: Huh? Did you like it? It was gross.
0: I thought it was really gross and weird.
1: I enjoyed it. Like I, at no point did it um, cross my mind to be upset about it. Like I was like, "Oh, that's real gross." I know, like, there are ears and stuff on the side, and it's all sewn together with like, I don't know, shoestrings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I get that, but like. I I don't know. He's not he's not hoping that the person survives, really. Yeah. He just See, wants to reenact his uh experience with Tusk.
0: Yeah. That's and it, it. I think what people are forgetting is that like Okay, the the, the walrus costume, it looks kind of shitty. Mhm. But it's because this guy
1: It's made by a crazy man. It's
0: made by a lunatic, dude. Out of people's skin. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I heard people saying like, oh, it doesn't look like human skin, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, these are like tanned or preserved hides of people he's like murdered and sewed together. (laughs) When you see someone
1: in a leather jacket, you're not like, oh, that's obviously a cow.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Fuck, that's a great way to look at it. So I don't know, like, I think some of those criticisms are kind of... Unfounded. It's like, yeah. yeah, it looks fucking weird, but how the fuck could it not?
1: Yeah, there's stuff to criticize about this movie. That's not one of them, That's I don't think. That's not really one of them I liked me. the design. I think it looked good, and I think uh, it, looked, uh, it looked like it would like make you would act make. like a walrus if yeah. you were in it. You would be, that would be... You'd get so hot, I imagine. Ugh. I imagine the entire time that uh, Justin Long was in that suit, he just wanted to fucking die. <laughs>
0: and I liked how they showed just his lack of mobility. Like, he yeah. really just kind of, like, kind of sort of half like kind of like jumping hobbling and stuff Mm -hmm. it'd fucking suck it'd be terrible
1: yeah it'd be horrendous and that's why like you know there's the moment between the uh inspector and Wallace the walrus yeah uh where it's obvious that he's wanting him to kill him
0: yeah, totally, yeah.
1: I would want him to kill me, too. Hell
0: yeah. What the fuck?
1: I'm, no, not interested. It's done. If I stub my toe, I'm kind of like, eh, what's the use?
0: <laughs> put me out of Fucking, my misery. Well, I got
1: to deal with this now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if I was a walrus, yeah. yeah. Put me out, dude. Put me out. <laughs> yeah. I think the costume looked cool.
1: I did, too. I enjoyed it.
0: And what did you think of their climactic, like, battle sequence? Cause basically, it was so cool. basically, the way they kind of address it in the flick is that, you know... Whenever Howard Howe was stranded out on that on that rock, Mm -hmm. he had to kill
1: Mister Tusk. Mister Tusk to
0: to eat, yeah, Mm -hmm. or else he'd starve to death. So he feels like giving him a second chance at winning that fight because he wasn't prepared and stuff. So he wants to reenact this battle. He has kind of like a quasi walrus costume that he's made for himself. Yeah. Um, that they kind of like duke it out in yeah walrus style.
1: It's so weird. I it's loved very it. Very fucking weird. I loved how weird it was like it's it seriously like if you told me like long before I ever saw Tusker or ever knew anything about it, if someone had told me, "Man, there's this horror movie yeah. where two people in walrus costumes fight to the death." <laughs> I would be like, "There's no way." That a horror movie could get to that point.
0: I would say... That's cool. I didn't know Takashi Mike was making a new movie. <laughs> I want to see a director's commentary on this movie with Takashi.
1: Yeah. Where he's like, I would have taken it further. I was going to say, I bet he'd be
0: like, too normal. Yeah. This why movie's too normal. Why
1: doesn't the walrus have a... a like? Deformed sister on the back of his head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A parasitic some twin. teeth. That, that'd be cool.
0: Nobody eats vomit? Come on. I don't
1: understand. Cut off his foot in front of us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> God damn, man. But, you know, the only thing about the fight at the end that I did find critiquable, and I know for a fact it was the most expensive part of the budget, uh-huh. he chose to use that Fleetwood Mac song, Tusk. Okay. During the the final kind of fight sequence, it was a weird choice. And it's got these like drums at the front of it, like uh-huh. like it, it's, to me, it's distracting. I, I didn't. <laughs> I think I would I would have been able to take those scenes a lot more seriously with a different soundtrack. And it's one of those things that like I know that he just did it because the song is called Tusk. Like the, yeah, the song has nothing to do with the movie other than the fact that it is called tusk and yeah. it's that that kind of like blind dedication to an idea of like oh the song is called tusk it should be in the movie and it's like uh is it right for this though because otherwise the soundtrack in the uh, movie yeah it
1: doesn't fit
0: dude the other soundtrack stuff in the movies by, yeah it's good fuck what is his name is it christopher drake he did a bunch of stuff for the batman animated stuff oh okay uh and kevin smith is a huge fan of him and he's got an episode on fat man and batman that is Enchanting. It's fucking awesome, okay. dude. The process that guy puts into making the music for uh-huh. those movies. Oh my god, it's amazing. His soundtrack stuff and the rest of the movie was great. It's like, dude, you should have had him score that fight scene because it almost kind of got silly with that Fleetwood Mac song.
1: He did, and uh, it was real intense. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. The music didn't fit because otherwise it's a very, very intense and like raw. Yeah. Moment. Yeah yeah I yeah thinking back on it now too also with the inspector cuz again I think the inspector is a funny character but the yeah. inspector coming in there at the end and that music playing yeah. undercuts how actually like visceral and raw it is
0: how fucked up it would be to walk in on that yeah,
1: shit Yeah Yeah it's a, yeah it's a little too hokey at that point
0: I think so too man hmm. So I don't know that's that's just kind of a minor Yeah complaint. it's yeah it's
1: uh, again like i I mean again, this isn't the greatest horror movie I've ever seen, but it uh it it has all these great elements, yeah, and I really like the way it came together
0: me too and i and feel it was like...
1: enjoyable to watch and I, I watched it you know a second time to to really take notes on it, have something to say, and it was still enjoyable second time through. So.
0: and I feel like again, there's something that you absolutely cannot overstate is just how how cool it was to be there, and it's, it's you know, it's like Bugs Bunny says, cool trick, but you can only do it once. Uh-huh. How cool it was to have been there at the inception and see this thing yeah. come to fruition and be there every step of the way. And yeah, have, that sounds awesome. Yeah. To have Kevin Smith be the guy who just, like, welcomed you in to be like, hey, watch how we did this. I'm going to tell you every step of the way how yeah. this got done. I'm even going to let you be here while we scheme up the movie and flesh out the plot line mm-hmm. and stuff it's like those are the things as an outsider as a person who just enjoys entertainment yeah i'm never th- there to see the all the work that goes yeah. into a movie it's like that's the closest that i've been to you know really being there to see step by step the creation of a movie yeah um even if it was just a fun you know, yeah stupid, a ridiculous weird, little thing yeah yeah that but was I mean, based that, on a prank yeah that is
1: something that kevin smith is always that's uh my favorite thing i guess yeah. about him is anytime i've listened to his podcast or listened to him on other podcasts or even reading uh tough shit like he he is a big advocate of letting people understand that you can you can make this shit yeah. you can be a maker you don't have to just yep. be in taking what everyone else is doing and so like showing people that the process is i mean obviously Finding funding and stuff for that isn't easy. Yeah. And he had a leg up because he's Kevin Smith. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you couldn't make a lower uh, scale version of it. Totally. You know, you could sit down with your friend, have this stupid conversation about the walrus uh, costume, and then boom, after a little while you've developed a movie. Yeah. It's cool.
0: And that's what makes it so... You know, not the movie itself, but the making of the movie is so relatable and so interesting is because, you know, again, there's been so many times that you and I have sat here oh, yeah. and bullshitted or talked on the phone or texted each other yeah. and been like, man, wouldn't it be cool if there was a movie where Freddy Krueger did this or Jason yeah. did this? Only they had an audience watching them talk about it, and then they got to do it. It's yeah. very, very, very inspiring. and cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, to me... You know, it's like, I would rate the experience of this movie a fucking 10. I've never experienced anything like it. It's a thrill ride. Yeah. I mean, it is really, really neat and very Uh cool to have been an observer of this thing literally from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, So that was awesome, and I can't rate that experience anything other than a 10. But as far as like the movie itself, Uh we're going to be completely honest. I mean, you know, again, great acting. Uh-huh. Great cinematography. Some unnecessary plot that could use sure. some cutting, some questionable some questionable humor. Uh-huh. At times. I think I would probably rock it a 6. I think a 6 sounds pretty reasonable to me. It's like it's not one of those ones that I'm going to like watch a million times over, but no. it's fine. It's yeah. better it's better than a lot of like bullshit, you know, horror flicks I've seen. People say that are really sick that are on Netflix. It's better than fucking Veronica. Come on, by far. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's better than Jurassic Park three. Uh, yes, it, it beats the test. It passes that test. It, it really, really does. Um, I think yeah, a lot of great performances. Uh, you know, I really, um. One of the things I've always had trouble with with Kevin Smith's movies is dialogue sometimes is really stilted sure. and doesn't seem natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's much of a problem with that in, in yeah. this one. Other than like, this... the clerks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, uh, it it is well shot. I really like just the concept that you know somebody wants to turn someone into a walrus yeah. and fight it out it's fucking weird um it's real strange uh it that that's something i think horror needs more of is just real strange yeah like weird ideas and like plus there's
0: not really all that many like body horror yeah body horror is not
1: that big i mean yeah. cronenberg
0: kind of defined it kind of defined it yeah. and
1: peter jackson with the you know um but yeah it's I don't know. Like I, I like it. I, I like the creativity. I like the originality. Um, it's not a movie I'm gonna watch a nah. million times for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say some of the humor would probably fall flat after a couple of viewings. I think so. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say five and a half. Yeah, five and s- a half. Yeah, five and a half is good for me.
0: I think that's pretty fair.
1: And uh, I still recommend watching it for sure.
0: And if you are, you know. I hope that if you just listen to the podcast that you've seen the movie because we just spoiled the fuck out of it. Oh yeah. (laughs) A man becomes a walrus. Yeah. But even if you haven't like go in and do the experience. Listen to episode 259 of Smodcast The Walrus and the Carpenter. Listen to them spitball it. Maybe even listen to some of those other episodes you know where they talk about actually making the movie and stuff. And then watch the flick. And again that's such a unique and interesting experience to be a part of. Uh, I can't I can't recommend doing that enough.
1: Yeah, go check her out.
0: Well, Steve, what are we going to be covering on the show on the next episode? <laughs> I'm so excited! I'm so excited! You lose the race, you, you lose, lose your car.
1: car. <laughs> We're covering the race
0: from 19 what eighty six. Yeah, dude, this movie is. The Dumbest.
1: Gosh, I have so many questions for you about it.
0: Dude, and I'm sure I have zero answers. That'll be
1: awesome. It'll be fun.
0: I'm excited about it. It is a ridiculous (laughs) movie. You can find a couple rips of it on YouTube as we record this. Yeah, it's
1: playing. There's like a 12-part, like seven-minute each and and you can also watch it backwards i don't know why <laughs> yeah, i
0: found that earlier I was yeah like, and it has like sixty eight thousand views yeah I'm people like, are like what yeah the cool fuck?
1: you <laughs> know what it probably makes more sense
0: actually might yeah <laughs> uh but honestly like i would just recommend buying it i wouldn't stream it <laughs> i just fucking buy it just buy it because it's a jewel
1: hey i just realized that uh we made a major mistake when we were talking about how this podcast got together tell me uh your wife encouraged us it's true. And my wife kept asking, when are you guys going to make that goddamn podcast? Damn. Our wives, they're the best.
0: Thanks, ladies.
1: Oh, man.
0: I wish I could have said that like Ravishing Rick Rude. Ladies.
1: Or like Val Venus.
0: Val Venus, dude. <laughs> the Ravishing Rick
1: Rude ripoff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. His move was the money shot.
1: His move was this is the fluker. money shot that's real gross
0: ravishing Rick Rude way better
1: way better more ravishing as well oh my god dude
0: <laughs> well Steve in the meantime where can these lovely folks and our lovely ladies find us on the internet
1: um you can always find us at Pod yep. on Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. you can email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com tell us what you want to see tell us let's hear it also, we have a Facebook group that's awesome. Shout out to all of them.
0: Yeah, thanks everybody who's been a part of that. We've had a lot of good stuff lately.
1: Oh, also, just a uh, real quick shout out to John Latour, who did a uh, uh, a stream of him playing Friday the 13th, on Friday the 13th. Yeah. And uh, had the Dead and lowly lo- logo up there on the top. Dude, that's Pretty fucking awesome.
0: rad. I, yeah. was, I was damn honky-tonking that night. Oh. I was too busy picking a few. I
1: was watching it, but my Twitch app kept uh, twitching.
0: Oh no Yeah it sucked Thanks so much for doing that man That's fucking awesome Thanks for spreading the Dead and the lovely word Yeah Uh, Yeah you guys be sure to Rate and review this podcast On iTunes Help us show up on them Searches and top tens And all that kind of bullshit So go on there Leave us a G rated Five star review If you mm-hmm. care we put And by lot- G
1: rated yeah, doesn't mean gangster rated <laughs> Right Don't go on there Not Talk OG about pimps rated. and hoes
0: <laughs> Yeah None of that No <laughs> You guys can follow me at Ben Eller Guitars. Where can they find you, Steve? Uh, at Steven Spratling R? with a V. Yeah.
1: The only way to spell it.
0: Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah. In the meantime, you guys have been absolutely just goddamn
1: farn tarstic.
0: We've been dirt and lervler. A boot. Yeah. Canadian things. Rush. There was no Getty Lee references in this movie. That's a huge
1: oversight. Poutini Weenie, though, was awesome.
0: Yeah, that was good. But dude, you can't not talk about Rush.
1: I, I can barely find uh, a reason why you wouldn't talk about Rush every moment.
0: You can choose a ready guy, some (laughs) celestial (laughs) voice. Bye.